Hello there. So I'm back with the next uh, WWE pay-per-view review series. And as TLC is a week on Sunday, going to go back and review some of the TLC tables, wires and chairs pay-per-views. Uh, kicking off, fittingly enough, with the first one, which was way back in 2009. So the show here kicked off with uh, Christian again, defending the ECW title against Shelton Benjamin in a ladder match. Uh, this was phenomenal. This was a tremendous way to start off the first ever pay-per-view of this nature. This was just fantastic. Two guys went here, two great athletes went out there. Let's be real, the, EC, the, the new ECW was complete shite. It was a waste of time, but even then, that it has its moments, and this was one of those things, and yeah, Christian and Shelton Benjamin aren't ECW guys. They're all the better for it, because to be honest, even the old ECW was kind of shite, let's be real. But they went out, there two incredible athletes went out, they put on a hell of a match. They opened up this pay-per-view in style, Christian retained. Brilliant match, so you couldn't ask for a better way to kick a pay-per-view off, really. Uh, after this, Intercontinental title on the line, uh, Drew McIntyre against John Morrison, and funny enough, 11 years later, these guys are working together as well, in a way, in the current WWE title programme with all Miz and Morrison and things, they're all involved, and yeah, but, but uh, yeah, this was good solid match. I actually like McIntyre quite a bit at this time and McIntyre wins here, wins the Intercontinental title. This was during the old chosen one phase. I thought he was pretty good to be fair at this stage. You can see he was going to be some sort of a player. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of him being uh, the WWE champion to be honest. I think, he, I think it's fair enough that he's got his chance nowadays. But I think he's a good solid mid-card guy. We always knew eventually he'd get there but um. This whole major push for him when, to be honest, he can't cut a promo to save his life. And he's too much of a tryhard nowadays as a baby face. But I think here, in the chosen one natural heel thing, he was a natural heel and it actually worked quite well for him. But yeah, you know, good solid match here for the Intercontinental title. Two mid-carders, let's be honest, these guys were in the right spot here. And then 11 years later, they're kind of floating about the main event scene. Uh, when nobody's watching, so <laughs> it, tell, it tells you a lot about how wrestling, have these two guys really grown, or has wrestling just fallen? I'll let you decide, but this is actually a really good match here. And uh, Up next, Diva's title, Michelle McCool against Mickey James. I can't remember much about this match, to be honest. I watched this show a couple of weeks back when it was on the free tier of the network. I think it's still back on the free tier of the network still, but, you know, not a very memorable match, but Michelle McCool wins, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I think this was then led into the whole horrible Piggy, Piggy James storyline, which one of the worst things I've ever seen in any TV show, let alone wrestling. So the less said about that, the better. But, you know, at least a month later, Mickey wins the belt at the Rumble. So, yeah, whatever. But, yeah. Uh, move on really. And next uh, interesting, John Cena against Sheamus in a tables match. Pretty solid match this, it's actually pretty good but it's more memorable just because of the pure sh this is one of the biggest shocks in WWE history Sheamus had not long came up I mean, a month earlier is one of the survivors in the Survivor Series team that's like it was Sheamus uh, Drew McIntyre and Miz whereas survivors in the opening match and you think okay, these are going to be the guys that they might give a little push to but Sheamus got hot shotted right into the WWE title picture, then wins it in his first attempt against Cena, no less. This was an absolute shock to the point where the, the finish comes out of nowhere where Cena sort of falls off the top rope and then goes through a table. It's almost, I don't know to this day if this was actually botched or if this was planned or if they just did it in this way to make it to protect Cena, but it was a genuine absolute shock. 
let's be real, they put Sheamus in a position he wasn't ready for because they did nothing with him as WWE champion. He had some forgettable match for Orton at the next Rumble and things like that. So, you know, I don't know. One of the oddest decisions and some most surprising decisions ever. But, you know, it's a pretty good match. I'll say that for it. Up next, Undertaker-Batista. Chairs match. Good match. I think this is the first chairs match they ever had. A pay-per-view, I believe, with this thing. It's basically chairs are legal. Yeah, it's actually pretty good, to be fair. It looks like Batista's won, but I think Undertaker's foot's in the rope, and Teddy Long comes out and restarts it. He doesn't make it a tag team match, but he says, you've got to go one-on-one with the Undertaker again. So there you go, and then Undertaker wins. It's pretty good. This was Undertaker's last title reign as well, World Heavyweight Championship. So, you know, it was pretty good. Undertaker and Batista had better matches down the years, but you know what? It is what it is. It was good for what it was. Uh, and up next you got uh, Randy Orton one on one with Kofi Kingston. This is off the back of Kofi Kingston having this great performance at the Survivor Series a month earlier when he was the sole survivor for his team. And you sort of think Kofi Kingston was riding a wave of momentum at this time. He was fairly new as well. He'd been around a couple of years, but you know. He was sort of arriving, riding his wave of momentum, looking like the big signals push was coming. And then, of course, in this match, Orton beats him fairly clean as well, if I remember right. And then you sort of think, oh, okay, that's all a bit pointless. And it's actually quite a good match and everything. But now when you look at it, 10 years later, Kingston wins the WWE title and has one of the worst WWE title reigns of all time. So you think to yourself, the guy wasn't cut out for it in 2019, then he sure as hell wasn't cut out for it in 2009. So hindsight, it might have seen a strange thing to derail his push back then, but at the end of the day, if it was Vince's call or whatever, Vince was right. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. And uh, Orton, <laughs> Orton's still always more relevant than people like Kingston. So there you have it. It is what it is. So... Kofi Kingston is one of these guys, he's a good hand, but not a major star, it is what it is, and Orton's always been up the top, so there you go, but it's a pretty good match here, and the main event is a TLC match in itself, DX versus Jericho, who were Chris Jericho and Big Show, who's a, a good team, you know, this is for the tag titles, a fantastic match, thoroughly enjoyable, some great spots in here, like the one when Jericho, uh, Big Show's got Jericho up in his shoulders and Sean gives a sweet chin music thing. It's, it's a fantastic match and the great image at the end with the ladders and things climbing up the broken ladders. Fantastic match. DX win their first and only tag title reign, which was a nice thing to do because Sean retires as well a few months after this in 2010 at WrestleMania. So, you know, it's a nice little thing to give them that to before they ride off before they knew Sean was riding off into the sunset you had to give them a tag title right at some point it made the tag titles more important uh, putting it on the, on the uh, major faction like this one last hurrah for DX you can say what you like about DX PG era but it had its moments I mean the whole throwing horn swoggle in at random times was a bit stupid but you know what it, this it had its moments I can see why they did it as well for Sean's last hurrah, and this is a fantastic main event. So overall, 2000, uh, two, 2009 TLC, the very first TLC pay-per-view, resounding success. Really damn good. They've done it every year since then. So it just shows you it must be fairly popular, a popular concept. So all in all, this was a really damn good pay-per-view. I, I did see this years back, so I got to watch it again recently on the free tier of the network. 
thoroughly recommend it, especially if you've never seen it before. And if you have seen it before and you enjoy it, give it a watch again. It's good fun. So there you have it. So uh, coming up, I'll be doing the two th uh, two TLC two thousand and ten review at some point. That'll be the next one I do. So uh, thank you very much there for listening. Goodbye.